finance and what do we know about finance? What's going on in that world? And more importantly, Karen's property taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Toby. Yeah. yeah. So did they go up? Yeah, they certainly did. So we got in our, you know, new upcoming years worth of here's what your new house payment's going to be. Mm-hmm. This was just yesterday. And because I insure our home, my husband's like, our homeowner's insurance went up. And I looked at it and I'm like, I actually no, our homeowner's insurance went down. It's our property taxes that went up that caused our house payment to go up another $200 a month. Yeah. Well, it's your, it's your mortgage lender that's estimating they're they're correct they're they're trying to estimate what your taxes are going to be this year nobody has a clue right and you have a clue because you can base it on last year's taxes that's exactly right and that's what happened is they underestimated for last year right so So we had a shortage right so we're having to make that up you're exactly right and the problem is going to be how many people can pull that extra money out of their budget each month to account for last year's plus anticipating the year's coming uh, we're in the same boat you are, and, and mine went up almost more than my first house payment was uh, a number of years back, of course, but quite significantly. So a look at that is how many people are going to be, you got to pull that extra money from somewhere, and, and where is it going to be pulled from? You're obviously going to have to eat, uh, so your groceries, I mean, you can lay off the Oreos, if you may. Uh, <laughs> Debatable. Debatable, yeah. But you're still going to have to. You're still going to have to spend money on the necessities. You, you, everything's going up around you, so that's part of the issue. Is with where are you going to pull that extra money from, mm-hmm. and tying that back into your insurance, and, and something that I've been worried about uh, for several months now, for a while now, is people are going to start. Drinking the amount of motors that are going to be uninsured is going to be a lot more. That's going to keep increasing. People are going to try to figure out how to, you got to come up with that extra money somewhere. And if I can scale back on my insurance or some people are going to drop their insurance entirely. So that means the people you're driving right alongside with on Cooper street, one out of every five of them are not going to have any insurance at all. So for the other people that do carry it, having the uninsured motorist, um, uninsured, underinsured, all that is going to be highly important. What's so the underinsured and uninsured motors? The last time I looked, and this was last fall, I want to say the people with without any insurance was like 15% and uh, underinsured was up to like 30% or something. Karen, you may have newer yeah, numbers on that. That's but it was, so so it was, total is like 40%? Well, some are completely without anything. Right. So either under or un. Yes. It's, it's about 40% of drivers. Yes. And if you look wow. at that with like the, what the state requires right now with minimum coverages, where that might have been sufficient 10 years ago when bumpers were $200, now bumpers $2,500 if you just roll into somebody, right? So to me, the limits, like if with just minimum insurance, I mean, if you send somebody to the hospital in an ambulance right there, crashed out your minimum limits. Um, that's just with inflation and everything else is not going to go as far as it used to. And you talk about bumpers. Like, think about in the old days, we hit if we hit a deer and our, it caused our bumper to fall off or dented. We would just take it off, 
throw it in the back of our pickup truck, <laughs> and then put it back on ourselves. Like it costs nothing. Yes. Nowadays, it crumbles. You've got cameras and all this Sensors safety stuff, and, and, yes. and it costs a fortune now. What would have mm -hmm. cost us $200 now costs $2,500. Mm -hmm. Which is part of the reason insurance is going up mm -hmm. as a whole. There's, there's not a $200 bumper out there. If you just let off the brake and you roll into somebody, I mean, that could be five grand worth mm -hmm. of cameras and sensors mm -hmm. and bumpers. And you got to recalibrate all your safety stuff with it. So there's everybody, even myself, I mean, I pay insurance like everybody else with two kids. You can imagine mm -hmm. what my insurance rate is. Uh, but it, just accidents are costing so much more than they used to mm -hmm. to cover it. So and well, distracted driving. People are so mm -hmm. distracted now as they drive, which is causing more accidents. Mm -hmm. Does that mean going up? Like, you, you know, frequency yeah. and severity of them. Yes. This might be a stupid question, but because of the number and rate of un uninsured and underinsured, it sounds like that is attributing also to the increasing rates for yes. people who are insured. Because of the uninsured motorist claims that have to be paid up. Yes. So those of us who carry insurance are paying more because of the people who are not. Is that yes. fair right. statement? Okay. Thank that, you. That's one of the calls I've been getting a lot lately is people that are shopping rates. Never had an accident. Why does my rate keep going up? Well, that's part of it, is mm -hmm. the number of uninsured and underinsured continues to rise. What Toby mentioned also, the uninsured, underinsured. If you send somebody, if you're in an accident, somebody ends up in the hospital, the state minimum at 30, 30, 30 60 for bodily injury is not going to cover a hospital bill anymore, or it's going to completely eat that up. And then you got to go out of pocket. People don't understand what those numbers mean. And once they start to understand, they realize I, I feel the two calls yesterday, one on home, one on auto. The gentleman I was speaking with on the auto, he didn't have any insurance currently. And he's shopping rates. And once he's shopping state minimum with, he didn't want an insured underinsure. Okay. And then the other one was on home, and their mortgage lender essentially said, You're paying too much for home insurance because their property tax went up. So the mortgage lender then decided to give them wise advice and say, You need to shop your home insurance. And their home insurance happened to be with, with our agency, but, um, because that's where they're looking. Where can you save money? Well, your property tax went up, so save, cut, cut your insurance back. You don't yeah. need that much insurance. Well, then what happens when they when they do have a claim? Are they properly insured to protect their assets? Are they properly protecting their home, their auto, their family from what may happen? And it, unfortunately, people that aren't educated in those types of things think, well. I, I need to, I had another conversation. I need to feed my family. So I need to watch my budget and my insurance is probably the thing I can let go of these. Okay. They forget the fact that they get an accident mm -hmm. and they don't have enough insurance or if their home floods or gets hit by a tornado and they don't have enough insurance worth the insurance will pay out X, but where are they going to come up with Y to finish? The well, you're balancing immediately Correct. future potential. Potential. Right. <laughs> right. And so that's, and when you look at it like that, you go, well. Right. Well, I will say, I, I want to comment on that just because I agree with you. I think that people need to be careful where they're pulling their, their funds from. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, we should be insured and make sure that we're 
covering it. But I will say, I do think it's very smart every, you know, two to four years to be shopping your rates. because. Um, I mean, we've fallen into that trap ourselves. You know, you kind of fall asleep at the wheel and you look up four years later and you're like, whoa, when did my home homeowner's insurance double, right? And I realized that the rates are going to go up. That's the nature of the beast. But a responsible financial decision is to make sure that for the sake, keep the same coverage, but make sure that you're shopping your rates. That's the key right there. I'm not saying don't shop your rates. I'm just, but make sure you're properly covered. Right. Figure you want to make sure you're not... Like the mortgage lady you're talking about, they may not want you to insure the full value of your home. Let's say your home is worth five hundred thousand dollars, but you mm -hmm. only owe three or four hundred on it. That's that's all the mortgage company cares that you insure. Right. But that gap between what it's going to cost for you to rebuild your house, should you mm -hmm. have a total loss, mm -hmm. they're not covering that. That means you have to cover it. So when you shop around, you need to make sure that new insurance company is valuing your home at the correct reconstruction value, not resell, reconstruction. Right. 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 That's, That's very important. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Real estate. Well, I want to dovetail on the, you know, the, we were talking a while ago about just the, the uh, mortgage plus, you know, your, your cost payment going up mm -hmm. every month because of the increase in, in taxes. And, you know, one of the interesting consequences of that is rent is going up as well. Mm -hmm. And, and I deal with this because I do own some rental homes and, and I have to go up because my property taxes are going up. And of course, as a, as a, somebody owning rental homes, I don't get any kind of exemptions on my property taxes. I get to pay the full thing. Right. So it's, you know, I have to tell my renters, look, I'm sorry, I don't want to go up on you. And they get a little, they get a little uptight, and I have to generally explain to them, look, if you buy your house, if you own this house, your payments going to be going up as well. You know, it may be going up more, it may be going up less. I can't, I don't know. You know, depending on what your situation would be, but just because you're renting doesn't mean your payment, your monthly payment doesn't go up. It has to go up because the 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 landlord's costs are going up, you know, as well. So rent is going up just like just like mortgage payments are going up. So everybody, whether you rent or whether you own, you're feeling that pinch, I think, mm -hmm. you know, month after month, year after year in this cycle. Yeah. But there, I mean, I think there's a lot of people too, if we're talking about property taxes, there's, um, I think a lot of people have discovered it over the last several years, but if you're not um, protesting your property, taxes every year you should be <laughs> um so and it's pretty simple to do on the appraisal district's website you can do it online you don't have to show up for a hearing unless you get really passionate about the number <laughs> can that backfire <laughs> um could they even go even higher i think they can go higher okay. no no but um no but there's i mean there are different companies you can hire to protest it for you but really it's Pretty simple to just pull values on either the appraisal district's website. You can see what everyone around you is being taxed at, or call your local real estate professional to help you kind of figure that out. But one of the hard things I have had to tell a lot of people recently is I would love to give you data that would help you protest this value, but yeah. the reality is 
your appraised value from the county is actually less than what I would list yes. your house for right yes. now. Yeah. That's why I'm asking. So I, there's not, I mean, I can, I'll give you the comps and I'll give you the data and you can come through it and try to figure out what you think might help your case, but I don't have what you need <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Mm -hmm. We all want our property values to go up, but at the same time, that means property taxes are going up, making it more expensive to live in our mm -hmm. homes, and then we have to figure out where that money's coming. Well, well, that's, that's, I'm gonna hang on. That's a good point because I think people forget that is that if you live in a community where your property values are not great mm -hmm. and they're declining, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's cheap, but what are you getting? Right. And your investment, that's the, the largest investment most anyone makes is their home. Mm -hmm. And Correct. so do you want to lose your investment? Would you, wouldn't, you know, nothing's free in life. Mm -mm. No, <laughs> no. And I think that is, the, there's a positive and a, a yeah. negative side to the conversation because yeah. many people are complaining about property taxes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another piece of the conversation. Mansfield, the city, the school district, they have not raised our property tax rates. No. So there, you can't be mad it's, it's at, your yes, your, mm -hmm. your property tax, and I don't have it in front of me, I can't even tell you, it's 2.6 something, so I don't even remember what the percentage is right now, but your property taxes are a percentage of the appraised value that the county has established for your property. So, if your property taxes have gone up, it's not because somebody raised your taxes. It's because your property value went up mm -hmm. and that percentage in turn went up as well. Mm -hmm. Not the, the percentage amount, it's the amount that's right. calculated. But I will say this year, because the property taxes are based on the value as of January of that year. So in other words, this year's property taxes will be based on whatever the value of the home would have, was if you Last year. Yeah, no, at the end of January of this year, mm -hmm. or the beginning of January of this year. So, uh, in other words, you know, people start, they start looking at this issue in like April, May, June, because that's when the appraisal district sends out the, the notices of the appraisal values and such. And so people start really kind of getting into this in the, you know, late spring and summer. But the reality is it's, it's not the value in the late spring and summer, it's the value back in January that you're looking at. Right. And, you know, frankly, obviously we just come through January looking at the raw numbers so far, property values did go up a little bit, but not near as much as they've gone up over the last several years. So I don't think this year we should be seeing quite the increase in property taxes that we saw uh, in, in previous, in the previous, you know, two or three or four years, because the, the value from last January to this January, they went up a little bit. You know, depending on where you are, but you know, they've gone up a little bit, but not near not 25%, 30% like they've been doing over the last several years. So as long as the, the taxing entities don't raise their rates, I think property taxes this next year, we shouldn't see a huge increase like we have been seeing. So the caveat to that though is because you the county can only raise your taxes 10% year over year when you've got a homestead exemption. Good so point. there there are some people who um, their appraised value, the county says their house is worth $500,000, but because they've been in their house for 25 years and it's only been able to be raised up 10%, maybe they're only paying taxes on 400 because 
they haven't been, the county hasn't been able to raise it on them. So they're paying property tax on a smaller amount than what the county has appraised their value at. So those people could get the full 10% increase, yeah. even though the value hasn't gone up That's that true. much, they are still, the county is still trying to catch those people up to what their actual property yeah, that's a very, very good point. So those for those people who have in, in that situation, they're yeah, their taxes are still going to go up. Right. But that's really there's probably a pretty small number of people that's going to apply to because you have to have been in your house for a while for that right. to apply. But, um, but yeah. But for those yeah, people, it's still two or three years before <laughs> it catches up as well if they mm -hmm. see that coming. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, it's like everything else insurance and, you know, we throw the that inflation word around everything's going up, everything around us. Eggs. Eggs. <laughs> I saw a Valentine's meme the other day of like a heart-shaped thing with eggs in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty valuable gifts these days. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. I don't know if this is for the realtors or this might be for Jenna in title. MIP. I know that's something a buyer has to have if they don't put like 20% down on a home. Am, am I right or is that old? Is that not a thing anymore? Are you talking about the mortgage insurance? Yeah. Mortgage insurance? Mm -hmm. When they do an FHA loan, it's, uh, it's PMI. Mm -hmm. And when that's a conventional loan, it's MIP. And I believe it is on FHA, I think it's under 22%. They okay. have to have that mortgage insurance. Um, what does that cover? Um, the cost of foreclosure to the bank. <laughs> I mean, right? Isn't that why they collected essentially? Yeah. Like, you're not putting enough money down to. We don't have any faith. The lender feels like they're taking additional risk with you, and so right. they're right. That's supposedly the the offset. <laughs> That's the way I'm always Who gets the money? The the mortgage company. Mortgage company. Okay. Yeah, it's not like an in, it's not like insurance. Right. Like okay, it's just more money you pay to the bank. Okay. It's like thank you for letting me have this loan. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Thanks. <laughs> I had a client ask me that the other day. I don't know why you're paying that. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a question for their mortgage lender. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> So what else is happening in that arena? What do you, what's going to happen in the next six months? Well, my insurance is going to continue to be, be tough, but we're seeing it where uh, carriers words captive or whoever it is, or, or trying to scale back on who they want to insure. They're being a lot more choosy about their risk. Um, that's on the homeowner side on the personal lines. That's where you can see that commercially. Um, where luckily being independent, we can go other avenues, but even with that, people are being, carriers are being very, very choosy about the risk that they're willing to insure. So their, their appetite, the, the, the companies that they're going after to insure are narrowing because they're not trying to, you know, it, it's just getting tougher and tougher to find, a, they, they really want kind of the, the sure deal and not have to take a chance on uh, that company's kind of iffy. Are the carriers still bleeding cash? Yes, um, they're they're still bleeding cash, and that's part of the reason that I was reading, even not to throw them under the bus, but uh, just yesterday, Allstate said they're going to continue to have aggressive rate increases coming up, and it's not just Allstate; it's across the board. Everybody's having them, 
Um, but yes, they're they're bleeding money because of all the factors already discussed. So they're just unfortunately going to keep keep raising them up. Um, commercially, it's the same way. Uh, commercial autos that way. General liability. General liability. It's not as much right now. It's not going to have the increases that it that it did. Is what they're they're looking at. Workers comp is kind of stabilized, or or even some states it's kind of reduced a little bit, uh, thankfully. But overall, it's just they're getting choosy with yeah. who they want to insure. That's that's glad you brought that up, Toby. Because one of the interesting things, carriers are becoming less risk tolerant, so their, their tolerance has come down. But regarding the rate increases, and, and Lee, you're asking about this, something that uh, I had seen on the Texas Department of Insurance, the TDI website, they were talking about the fact that rate increases are not even keeping up with uh, loss in premium. In terms. So in other words, carriers are still bleeding because the rate increases can't keep up with the amount that the carriers are paying out. And is that because of inflation in general, like when there's an accident or a home has a problem? It's a lot of the factors Toby already mentioned in terms of how much it costs to repair a vehicle, repair a house, you know, labor's gone up, yeah. materials have gone up. Well, what's the end game on that? That's a good question. At a certain point, the rates will get where the rate, the premiums that are brought into the carrier are matching your, I mean, they, they want to be a profit as well, right? So at some point, unfortunately, they'll find that threshold of where they're making enough money. I mean, they're, you know, they're always going to make their money uh, versus what they're paying out. Um, where that where that's going to be, I don't know, but it, it looks like, with, of course, you're reading, and they're all jockeying for, you know, they all want part of the market share, not too much, but enough. And, and they're even saying across the board of all the ones you see advertised on TV, they're scaling back their advertising dollars to try to limit how many people they're bringing in and, and limiting some of their new, their customers and, and, and then being choosy on who they do bring in. So, well, that to me, that's a very smart business plan. Yes. Quality over quantity. Is that uh, yes. Let me ask you this kind of along those lines or to what degree are, are you aware of, are they using, you know, an AI powered technology to, you know, to look at people, <laughs> screen people out and figure out, hey, you know, we don't want to insure this one because I don't know if AI you. stuff tells us this person is probably going to have two accidents in the next year. <laughs> I don't know if it's yeah. much about AI. I know a lot of the different carriers are, they'll even give you discounts to what are they called? The little plug in things where they monitor your driving for a certain amount of time, your speed yeah, and stuff. Phones, right? yeah. And they'll yeah. actually give you a pretty decent discount for that sometimes. But the research is showing for a lot of people the discount is not enough for for them to let that auto carrier into their life right they don't it's like all right we're giving you a discount well, i appreciate that but what do they say one of the things that, yeah, one of the things you be careful, for example they're not all looking at speed anymore they're looking at Time that you drive. Aaron made a good hours. point. Picking up your phone, distracting yes. driving. They measure no those things. For that. Yeah. So what yeah. they'll do is, yes, if you if you don't do these things, if you do a good job of driving and you're safe driver, quote unquote safe driver, you'll get discounts. If on the reverse side, you're picking up your phone too much and you're not a safe driver, they will start surcharging your account. So yeah. 
there's a there's an element of Big Brother involved with yes. this that <laughs> you know when you're when you, and our company doesn't offer a program like that and it's just mm -hmm. it's app based on your phone you need to really consider the options and if you've got children or kids especially who have that bad habit of picking up their phone you see you may say yeah i want that because i want my children to be safe when they're driving and i do those things but if they do your rates are going to go up so you got to be careful well what a great discipline technique yeah. if you surcharge my account you owe me for that because right. you picked up your phone too many times mm -hmm. I don't think it's just financing real estate, it's parenting and parenting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'm afraid my 17 year old is harder than the money for me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I just don't like how it tells me I slam on my brakes. Yeah. I'm like, I did not slam on my brakes because, like, I wanted to. I had to slam on my brakes to avoid a car wreck. Like, I should not right. be penalized for avoiding. A car wreck by slamming on my brakes. Agree. So I don't like it for that reason. That's all I needed to see. Yeah. So do you have one? I mean, it's on my phone. I stopped using it. But I did get like when I was before I was married and I was like paying my own bills. Like for me. <laughs> um <laughs> well, she cared about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when I was more concerned about trying to cut corners and like really be on my non-existent budget. Um, I did save like $75. So like it, it did help me out when I could, if my husband ever hears this, he's really bad about texting and driving. So now I don't want to do it because he's going to cause us to have the surge. So it's on my phone and I get notifications like turn it on, but I haven't used it in a while. So you used to drink water at lunch and now you're going with the soda and you don't care about saving money. And, I mean, you're, oh, you're no, I've and... always had my diet coke regular coke that's never been on the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's 50-50 now, guys. Oh, okay. And back on that mitigating risks and, and insurance companies, you know, being more choosy about who they're going to insure, we're hearing um, rumblings, I guess, about, and I'm not going to say a name, but an insurance company pulling out of Texas totally, you know, on homes. Like they're not going to sell any more home insurance here, so. Well, see, I think. I think every time we go through one of these cycles, what happens is everybody got drunk and wild mm -hmm. and did business crazy, <laughs> yeah, right. And then all of a sudden, this makes you go back to focus on the things you should have probably been focusing mm -hmm. on to begin with, but it also cleanses. The market because it will knock people out right yes so um it, there is a lesson i believe in it and the whole thing of quality versus quantity absolutely uh, and really i mean that's in any business so that's a good thing to kind of focus on well not only should we focus on the quality of customer the customer needs to focus on the quality of the company that's right and not just shop for price because yep. so when you're shopping for price mm -hmm. you're going to get what you paid for right. so you've got to be careful both directions well yeah and if they can afford to give that low of a price how long can they sustain that and then if they have to go out if they have to, well or if they have to pay something out yeah. are they going to pay something the money in the bank to go right. yeah i always ask people yeah. do you have real insurance or do you just have insurance on paper like 
You yeah. can say, yeah, I have it, but is it going to be there when you need it? Or, or you have to fight to get it. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like my health insurance card I carry for $10,000 a year and never use. Yeah. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as you would get it up, who knows? You know, I it's exactly. Gambling. It's a gamble. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I hope that you never have to use it. Me Just too. to clarify. But they would have to run me over back up and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again next month.